Alright, we'd like to welcome everyone to the service this morning, Landmark Baptist Church. It's uh, January the 8th, New Year, and uh, we praise God to be a bit in the house of God in the first part of this year. As they say, usually the way you start out, the year's the way you finish it. And uh, whether that's true or not, I don't know, but I plan on, unless the Lord comes, I plan on being here all year long, amen. If He comes, I'm leaving, amen. I'm leaving first opportunity. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I ain't looking back. I'm leaving out, amen. Amen. And when he shows up, praise God, we're leaving out. Glory to God. Thank God for that blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You know, the world doesn't have that kind of hope. They've got hope. They just don't have that kind of hope. The Bible says our hope's an anchor to the soul, sure and steadfast. You know, anchor kind of holds things and and our faith is like that anchor. It holds us to the things of God. And without faith, you know, we're not going to be able to hold out. We're not going to be able to, to, to go through the things that life throws at us. Donnie gave me a little article there. Somebody asked Billy Graham why bad things happen. Well, I'll just tell you, bad things happen. He calls it to rain on the just and on the unjust. Uh, you know, God, he's no respecter of persons. Now, he does love me because I'm in the family. He's my father. But uh, he loves me enough also to chase me when I need it. And the Bible says, Whom the Lord loveth, he chastens. Sometimes uh, troubles are chastening. We're, we're bringing things on ourselves. Other times, troubles are testing uh, to see what we'll do, see where we'll go. Uh, you know, uh, I was trying to think of this one place here. Uh, in the Bible, of course, that one woman had that issue of blood. She went everywhere but to God. And then after she'd done suffered many things, spent all she had, went to many positions, doing nothing better, rather worse, she went to Jesus, got it fixed. But, uh, you know, I was trying to think of people that, that didn't go to Jesus. I know in, in John chapter 5, verse 40, Jesus said, You will not come to meet, you may have life. They go everywhere but to Him. But anyway, we want to get off of that and get on to the Sunday school lesson this morning. We want to have a quick word of prayer. Uh, Sister Kay, she's still at the hospital. They've had to give her, I think, two units of blood. Her oxygen level's low. Her hemoglobin was low. And Sister Rita, she's sick this morning. Lucy's sick this morning. A lot of churches are having trouble right now with sicknesses. And, uh, you know, we're, we're going to have some here. We want to use all the caution we can and all the care we can, but we won't have a word of prayer right now. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day you've given us, Lord. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be in your house. We thank you, Father, for the privilege to be able to teach from your word. Pray you'll bless the teaching and the preaching of your word. Bless the singing of your songs. Lord, we pray for those, Father, uh, Lord, that are sick. We pray, Lord, for Sister Rita. Lord, I got some kind of sickness. Eric said it was pretty contagious. We pray for her and her family. We pray for little Lucy. Uh, Lord, Brother Patrick said she's running a fever and not feeling well. And we pray for her. I know Sarah's taking care of the children. We pray for Sarah. Pray, Lord, you bless them and help them through that trial, Lord. We pray, Lord, Father, for Sister Kay Hurt, Brother Mark. Mark having pain with his back and suffers with pain all the time. We pray for him. And we pray for his wife, Kay. Uh, Lord, still in the hospital. And I'll probably have to go to rehab when she gets out of the hospital. But we pray, Lord Father, you'd help her, Lord. 
Help our Lord to get well. Help our Lord, I pray, to get back home. We know, Lord, everybody wants to be home, not in the hospital. We pray for our Father. Uh, Lord, we pray for others, Lord, that's sick today. There's a lot of people sick. And, uh, Lord, my wife been sick this week and having trouble. We pray, Lord, for Bonnie. Uh, she told me this morning she had some biscuit and gravy and realized she wasn't able to eat it. And Lord, we thank God for Sister Vining. Pray, Lord God, you bless her and help her to get well that she may be able to eat what she wants and Lord, be able to eat as much as she wants. And, and we pray for her and we pray for all, Lord, dear God, today that are possibly going through struggles. I pray for uh, Sarah's dad, Bruce, Lord, uh, uh, having, Lord, trouble with his health. We pray for him. I pray for his stepdad. Lord, his heart, uh, Lord, got congestive heart failure. We pray for Christina having trouble, Lord, with uh, her balance. We pray for her. Pray for Brother Ed healing up, Lord, where he burned his leg. And Sister Vonnie healing up from surgery. And Sister Carolyn healing up where she broke her foot. Lord, we got many and much to pray about. Pray about all of them, Lord. We've done already prayed. We pray again. Ask, Lord God, you'd be with them, Lord. Uh, Lord, we pray for our Lord for all your children. And Lord, for all your churches and all your workers, Lord, help them to be faithful, Lord. Help them to be found working when you come, we pray. In Christ's name, we ask it all, Lord. Amen. Amen. We'll get Brother Donnie up here. Uh, we're teaching today Psalms chapter number 10. Get Brother Donnie up here. Read our verses for us. Yes, Lord. I want to thank the Lord for allowing me to be up here today to be able to read this Word. And I'm learning to I'm learning to talk to God and pray to God for everything Amen. I do. Amen. And I pray the Lord will help me, help me pronounce these words. I always think about Brother Eddie as he as he's preaching and teaching on some of these words, you know. Lord. How tough some of them are, you know. But I pray the Lord will allow me to have these words flow from my mouth, you know, and, and we can understand what they are and Brother Eddie will break it down when I'm through, you know, and and this we all need to we all need to pick pick the Bible up every day. I'm, Amen I'm not perfect, yeah. but I've got a I've got a uh, buddy at work, you know, and he's run through some trouble, you know, and I, oh, yeah. I said, I try to talk to him like, like I'd want to be talked to. I said, I said, you know, brother, I'm not perfect. I'm gonna stand stand here and tell you, you know, that you need to pick your Bible up and read it every day. If I'm not doing it, well, with the Lord's help, I'm trying to do it every day. I said, I don't want to be like the Pharisees and Sadducees and do it just to be doing it and showing out in front of people. You know, I mean, God puts that desire and that hunger in my heart to want to read it. That's right. Now, do I always do it? No, this fleshy body will let in every once in a while, you know, and I'll <laughs> and I'll slack and miss a miss a day or two, and the Lord lets me know. Oh yeah. But I'm trying to start this year out, you know, not on a lot of other things, but just pick the Bible up, you know, and read it. read three right. chapters every day before I go to work. Because if you don't, if I don't do it before I go to work, I'm so lazy in the afternoon. I I definitely won't do it, you know. So a I'm a lot stronger in the morning than I am in the afternoon. Amen. But I thank the Lord for what He. What he's done for me, but we're in Psalms 10 and verse 1 is, Why standest thou afar off, O Lord? Why hidest thou thyself in times of trouble? He worketh in his pride, doth persecute the poor. Let them be taken in the devices that they have imagined. Verse 3. For the wicked boasteth of his heart's desires, and blesseth the covenant whom the Lord arboreth. Verse 4. The wicked, though the pride of his countenance, will not seek after God. God is, is, in, not, is in 
God is not in all his thoughts. And I know a lot of people, yeah. you know, God's not even in their thought. You know, yeah. when I try to talk to them about, you know, they can't look like I'm <laughs> yeah. losing my mind when I bring yeah. the Lord up. But they're not in their mind. Amen to that. Verse 5. His ways are always grievous. Thy judgment are far above out of his out of his sight. As for all his enemies, he puffeth at them. Six. Verse 6. He has said in his heart, I shall not be moved. For I shall never be in adversity. 7. His mouth is full of cursing and deceit and fraud. Under his tongue is mischief and vanity. Verse 8. He sitteth in the larking places of the village. In the secret places doth he murder the innocent. His eyes are I think it's privately set against the poor or privately, brother Eddie, yeah. set against the poor. Privately? Privately. Privately, okay. Nine, he, he lieth and wait secretly as a lion in his den. He lieth and wait to cast the, the poor. He doth cast the poor when he draweth him unto his net. Verse 10, he crouches and hummeth himself that the poor may fall. By his strong, by his strong ones, verse eleven. He hath said in his heart, God hath God hath forgotten. He hideth his face; he will never see it. Verse twelve. Arise, O Lord, our God. Lift up thy hand. Forget not the humble. Verse thirteen. Yeah. Wherefore doth the wicked condemn God? He hath said in his heart. Thou will not require it. Verse 13. Verse 14. Uh, thou, thou shalt see it. For thou beholdest mischief and spite to acquire it with thy hand. The poor committeth himself unto thee. Amen. Thou art the helper of the fatherless. Verse 15. Break thou the arm of the wicked and the evil man. Seek not his wickedness till thou find none. Verse 16. The Lord is king forever and ever. Heathen are perished out of his land. Verse 17. Lord, thou hast heard the desires of the humble. Thou wilt prepare their heart. Thou wilt cause thy ear to hear. Verse 18. To judge the fatherless and the oppressed that the man of the earth may no more oppress. Amen. Thank you, Brother Donnie. Well, I noticed that last chapter ended kind of like this one right here. That last chapter, chapter number 9, verse 20 says, Put them in fear, O Lord, that the nations may know themselves to be but men. In the last verse of this chapter, that the man of the earth may no more oppress both of them uh, got a lot in common right there a lot of people take too much on themselves think too much of themselves everything else uh, thank you Donnie for reading that uh, he gave me that article from Brother Billy Graham someone sent a question in why does evil things happen to people or good people or whatever and verse 10 or chapter 10 verse 1 mm -hmm. why standest thou far off O Lord why hidest thyself in times of trouble, you know, if we didn't have no trouble, 
we wouldn't understand how much we need the Lord. Amen. One thing I've noticed, I mean, even the atheist, if he falls off a cliff, first thing he says, you know, oh Lord, I mean, he calls upon God, even though he don't acknowledge God, help me, Lord, help me. And you know, when trouble comes your way, it's kind of like already in there that you know to call out to God. You got enough sense to know that you need God's help. Mm -hmm. But without trouble, we would think we didn't need any. But uh, with that verse, I thought about Job number, chapter number 23. Job here, great man of God, Job chapter 23, the first three verses there. We don't like trouble, but it comes. Mm Then Job answered and said, Even today is my complaint bitter, my strokes heavier than my groaning. Oh, that I knew where I might find him, that I might come even to his seat. You know that verse 1 talks about why hidest thyself in times of trouble. God's not here, just you can't see him. Right. I mean, you want to see God in a certain way, and he's there, but not the way you want to see him. Uh, in uh, Job chapter number 3, the last verse, I'll just read that last verse. It said, I was not in safety, neither had I rest, neither was I quiet, yet trouble came. Trouble will come. Uh, I've had a lot of things happen in my life, and uh, God got me through them. I never will forget, I got the phone call. My daughter had been in the car wreck, and she could succumb. She died that day on Sunday. And, uh, you know, uh, that's one thing about it. The Lord said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. <clears throat> he said, Lord, I'm with you always. Thank God He is. Amen. Let's see, uh, Psalms 44. Let's look at that real quick. Psalms 44. We're just expounding on what Donnie's read there. Verses 23. Awake, why sleepest thou, O Lord? Sometimes you thank God to sleep. Mm-hmm. Arise, cast us not all forever. Wherefore hidest thou thy face and forgettest our affliction? You know, Egypt, when Israel was down in Egypt, they cried and, and their cry was heard. God told Moses, I've heard the cry. And he, he sent Moses to deliver and delivered them from the bondage of Egypt. But uh, they thought, you know, that he wasn't seeing their struggles and their sorrows. Wherefore hidest thou thy face and forgettest our affliction, our oppression, for our souls bow down to the dust and our belly cleaveth unto the earth. Arise for our help and redeem us for thy mercy's sake. Thank God he is a help. Amen. Amen. But uh, Donnie, he's been reading quite a bit there in Matthew. Uh, we talked about it a little bit yesterday. But in Matthew chapter number 15, uh, verse number 21. Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. Now she's given him not only a cry, but she's given him honor, called him Lord. Called him son of David. She says, and here's her cause. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But uh, verse 23, it's kind of strange. Hear Jesus say this. But he answered her not a word. 
Boy, I tell you, it's them silent times that sometimes you, you jump to the wrong conclusion. I like it a whole lot better when God gives me an answer or, or leads me uh, in the direction I need to go, but He answered her not a word. Now, most of us give up right there. And uh, she, it says that His disciples came and besought Him, saying, Send her away, for she cried after us. She lift off of Jesus, went crying to the disciples, but He answered them and said, I'm not sent but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped Him. Now you... You talking about she she knew what she needed to do. She worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It's not meant to take the children's meat and cast it to the dogs. Even though that's true, on the reason he's here, he came to his own, his own received him not, and then he came, he he turned to us. But here, verse 27, she said, Truth, Lord. She admitted what he said was true. Yet the dogs that mine did this morning, either the crumbs which fall from their master's table. I'm sitting there this morning eating a fried country steak. My wife said, fix me a fried country steak. I said, sure, but I'll fix me one too. And while I'm eating mine, them little wet noses down there, one on each side, watch me eat every bite. Of course, you know me. I pitch one one and pitch another one. But uh, that's we're just Gentile dogs herself. She said, truth, Lord. Yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which followed my master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole that very hour. Sometimes you just got to be persistent. She didn't give up. You know, Jesus is a, Jesus is a big help. I, would, I hadn't been saved. I hadn't been saved very long. And I hadn't read hardly any of my Bible back when I first got saved when I went through my troubles, you know a lot of it, you know. Yeah. It's like you read some out of Job from years ago. Yeah. I never read Job in my life, and I was, I was crying out to God <laughs> all the way from Glasgow to Fort Knox yeah. you know, with my situation I was going through. Pulled in the parking lot, one of my stores in Fort Knox, you know, and, and Lord put it in my, my heart and mind. Not a voice like I'm talking to y'all, but that inner voice told me to open up my Bible and read Job. Same here. And I said, and I was talking back to him. I said, Lord, I've never read Job before, you know. Yeah. He said, read Job. So I read yeah. Job with flashlight in my, in my hackney van, you know, all the way through it, you know, and, and realized what Job was yeah. going through. Four and trial. that comforted me. Yeah. It didn't take my my situation away from me. Help you bear it. But it helped me bear it. Yeah. And Lord, it's a big help. All you got to do is cry out to him and ask him. Well, Donnie just you know, said the same thing the Lord did with me when my daughter got killed in that uh, car wreck. One thing I noticed about reading the book of Job was Job buried ten children at one time. And mm -hmm. I thought to myself, I thought, well, if Job can bury ten and say the Lord give it, the Lord take it the way surely God, I can bury one. But in both situations, and it's both bad, you know, God helped both of us in that valley. He is a very present help in time of trouble. And I'm just like Donnie, straight through the book of Job. Yeah. And it spoke volumes to me about, you know, my situation like Donnie's. Sometimes... The world don't make no sense. It don't always make sense. I mean, you know, a Carolyn breaking her foot don't make no sense. But I'll tell you what, God's with her. God's going to heal her. God's going to help her. Uh, and Sharon, she's having a little trouble. She mentioned over here last Sunday, uh, having trouble. And, uh, you know, those troubles draw us closer to God. Those troubles cause us, you know, to, to have conversation with God. Say, hey, remember me? 
And, uh, you know, I, I'm glad that God is the God of the valley. She sung that song. Uh, you know, McCamey's uh, God of the mountains, God in the valley. He is. And in the valley, I think we have more valleys than we have mountains, but uh, he's there. Amen. But here, why standest thou far? It seems like God's nowhere to be found. Yeah. And it seems like he's hiding himself in times of trouble, and yet he's there. We don't see it at the time. Donnie was directed to read the book of Job. I was directed to read the book of Job. He was there. He directed us, you know, what we needed. About everything we need in the Word of God. All the answers are there. I never did do real good in school. But I have found quite a bit in the Bible that, that I wished I had I had when I was going through uh, grow, growing up. You know, I made about every mistake and, and I made all the wrong uh, wrong uh, Come on, decisions. Well, I, I could have made better decisions if I had a little more Bible under my belt. Mm -hmm. It's a mighty counselor. But uh, in trouble, uh, it seems like God's nowhere around, but in trouble, if you're a child of God, uh, He's there. Amen. Amen. In Acts chapter 17, it mentions something I thought was uh, significant to this. Uh, see if I can remember what it was here. Acts chapter 17, verse number 27. It says that they should seek the Lord if haply they might feel after Him and find Him, though He be not far from every one of us. God's close enough to be found if we seek Him. It ain't like we've got to go on some great adventure. Uh, he's, he's close enough you can reach out and feel Him. But uh, this verse 1 goes a whole lot in common of what Donnie had handed me there to read. Uh, the world, they do question God. They wonder, you know, why there is a devil, why there is sin, why there is evil. I'll just tell you, buddy. Sin uh, came into this world by one man. And a death by sin. Death passed on all because of one man. But I'll tell you what, the Lord committed Himself uh, to the cross there in Genesis chapter number 3 when He said, uh, that Thy seed shall bruise thy head. Thou shalt bruise his heel. That's a, a, a Messiah passage of talking about the crucifixion where his feet will be nailed to the cross. But uh, the Lord committed himself to us. He's the good shepherd. He leaves the 99 and goes search after the one. And uh, in trouble, you'll find out he don't hide himself. It's just sometimes you're not looking like you ought to look or in the right places. Now the rest of this chapter is pretty self-explanatory. The wicked in his pride do persecute the poor. Let them be taken into devices that they have imagined. Uh, six times in, in Psalms chapter 10 the word wicked is mentioned. But uh, in this verse right here, if you'll notice, uh, it talks about his pride. And I've met some people that had too much pride. Uh, their 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 you know their means cause them uh, to look down on others. They had you know maybe good looks, a lot of money. Uh, uh, they had the advantage. Uh, I noticed working in the workplace, a lot of politics in the workplace. I saw things I didn't like to see. I would see people that were purposely picked on and belittled for the advancement of someone else 
that if they can make that person look bad, it'd make them look good. But, uh, you know, his pride doeth persecute the poor. They had the advantage, and they took advantage of that. It says, let them be taken in the devices that they've imagined. You know, uh, Haman built a gallus to hang Mordecai on and ended up getting hung on his own gallus that he had built uh, there in his front yard there. He ended up getting hung on it. Uh, a lot of devices in this world. Uh, I think about devices of our day. You know, uh, I'm dumb in a box of rocks, and here I am with a smartphone. I ain't even smart enough to use the thing. About all I ever gets on it, you know, spam calls. But there's some people uh, that can use those smartphones effectively, and uh, they they uh, they call it cyberbullying. Uh, they'll send out, you know, hurtful. Uh, messages to people and things like that. Uh, that let them be taken in devices that they've imagined. You know, California is a, a beautiful state, and uh, they've corrupted it. They've made it everything but what it could be or what it should be. But the Golden Gate Bridge down there, they've had to put nets underneath the Golden Gate Bridge to keep people from committing suicide. You'd think living down in California, as beautiful it is, and, and uh, a lot of wealth down there, a lot of Hollywood actors stuff live down there. They got a lot of, a lot of money. Of course, they, like I said, they've made a mess of it, trying to uh, you know, be a sanctuary city, trying to get around uh, what's right, uh, and, and you know, paying the price for it. I mean, uh, the Bible says you know, that uh, you know, uh, there's a reward uh, for doing that, uh, uh, they, they reap what they sow there. But uh, no matter how much money they put in it, no matter how hard they try, it just ain't going to work. The wicked in his pride will persecute the poor. And it says, let them be taken into devices that they've imagined. Uh, they cause most of their problems. Verse 3, For the wicked boasteth of his heart's desire, and blesseth, hey, good morning, Sister Carolyn, and, and, and blesseth the covetousness whom the Lord abhorreth. You know, God, there's, there's some things God don't like, and <laughs> pride's one of them. And uh, it says here, he's full of pride, boasteth of his heart's desire. He's, he's uh, kind of prideful, boastful. Uh, his company covered uh, I don't know if you get this or not but uh, he, he blesses the covetous he wants others like him to look down on others and to think less of others that, that a company he keeps is a company that covet uh, blesses the covetous he, he wants that kind of company uh, the workers of iniquity uh, they boast themselves, Psalms 94, verse 4. I may have got too much territory in this lesson this morning. May not get through it. Psalms 94, verse 4. says, How long shall they utter and speak hard things and all the workers of iniquity boast themselves? He, uh, he boasteth of his heart's desire. In other words, uh, he's just kind of like, you know, I... I don't need God. Look here, he's kind of like that farmer in Luke chapter 
12 there, you know, he, he, I don't see no need for God. Why should I change anything? I've got success. Hey, I, I'm high roller. I've got it all. And uh, you know, the Bible does say, what would it profit a man if he gained the whole world lost his soul? But this guy here, uh, the wicked boasteth of his heart's desire. He says, look what I got. Uh, you know, his house may be bigger than yours, may be better than yours. And uh, he, he's boasting about it. And, and blesses the covetous whom the Lord abhorreth. The Lord last um, of the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not covet. And uh, he says here, uh, he blesseth the covetous. He wants people to be like him to covet the things of the world. And I have to admit, I'm in the world, but I'm not of the world. My bank account will back that up too, amen. Verse 4, the wicked through through the pride of his countenance. You know, I never was <laughs> I never was much look upon. I was the only child. My mom did see me, so that's enough. But uh, you know, this a lot of people, uh, you know, their their looks um probably their downfall. Think too much of themselves. Through the pride of his countenance. Countenance is the way you look. Uh character is the way you are. But uh, through his countenance will not seek after God. God's not in all his thoughts. Uh, you know, the wicked, they, they don't think they need God. They, they don't seek after God. They, they don't want to hear about God. You know, Psalms 14, pretty close to this, Psalms 14 verse 1 says, You know, the fool has said in his heart, There is no God. They're corrupt. They've done abominable works. There's none that doeth good. But uh, this, this wicked here, through the pride of his countenance, I don't need God. Why should I? Why should I read my Bible? Why should I go to church? Man, I got it made. Well, things change. Sometimes they change in a day. The Bible says, boast not of tomorrow. I know it's not what a day may bring. Sometimes, buddy, I mean, it hits hard. Amen. <clears throat> Verse 5, his ways are always grievous. You know, the Bible says the way of transgressors is hard. And uh, he's going that hard way. His ways are always grievous. Thy judgments are far above out of his sight. As for all his enemies, uh, he puffeth at them. In other words, he, he, uh, he thinks that he don't have to worry about his enemies. We've got a true enemy. Our adversary the devil. Mm -hmm. The Bible says walk about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. But uh, uh, in Genesis chapter 6, verse 5 through 7, the Bible says it grieved God that He made man and, and it repented Him and it grieved Him at His heart. And uh, He's not even, this verse 5, He's not even thinking about judgment. Uh, Hebrews 9, 27, it's pointing unto man once to die and after that to judgment. He's not, you know, I've tried to talk to people like this. They're, they're just not, concerned about dying or judgment or nothing. They're not concerned about getting a house in order. Their ways are are, are just grievous. Uh, and God's judgments are far above out of His sight. They don't want to see it. They don't want to hear it. I'm not interested. I go to church with a guy over there at Bethel. His name's Tracy Cook. And, and uh, Eddie Jones gave him a gospel track and he just put his mouth and eat it. It's made fun, yeah. I mean, you know, that's the kind of way I guess I was too. I just wasn't that far, but I didn't care. I just laugh about it. You know, just 
uh, you know, out of my sight. I don't want to see it. Don't want to hear it. As for all his enemies, he puffed. He makes jokes, makes light. Uh, he's not concerned about eternity. He's overconfident. Verse 6, He has said in his heart, I shall not be moved. Like I said there, Psalms 14, verse 1, the fool has said in his heart. And that's what this guy, he's, his, uh, you know, his resource is his heart. Well, you know the way I see it, it's like this. Well, I just don't think it's out of way. Well, I thought like that too till I read the Bible. Like Brother Don, I found out I wasn't right as I thought I was. I was more wrong than I realized. And you know, I have to admit, the Word of God makes the crooked straight. It straightened me out. But uh, he says here, uh, I shall not be moved. We sing a song, I shall not be moved. But this is a different kind of I shall not be moved. He thinks he ain't got a word about you know what can happen in a day. He says, "For I shall never be in adversity." You know, I have to admit, buddy, uh, you let your hell fall. You let a doctor diagnose you with cancer. Just getting dressed this morning, my wife had the TV. She watches stuff I wouldn't watch. You couldn't melt me and pull me. Watch some stuff she watches. But uh, this this man was in the. Uh, doctor's office with his wife and the doctor was trying to be polite trying to make this a little bit more bearable and he just got all mad I just want to hear it let it out uh, you know some things you need to be careful with the doctor was trying to say you know this may not be as bad as it looks I want to give it the benefit of the doubt he said look just tell it like it is and uh, you know I have to admit Sometimes you don't need it like it is. Sometimes you need it with grace and sugar-coated and all of that. But he says, I'll never be in adversity. Boys, <laughs> the Holy Spirit go before fall. <laughs> I'll tell you, buddy, that I, that I shall never be in adversity. That's, that's a bitter pill to swallow when you are in adversity. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 1 says, Boast not of tomorrow, Thou knowest not what a day may bring. Proverbs 29 verse 1 says, uh, He that been often reproved, hardened at his neck, shall suddenly be destroyed, that without remedy. And I mentioned a while ago about the man there in Luke chapter 12, right in the middle of his prosperity. And uh, made all his plans. I noticed his plans didn't include God. God gave him a wake-up call there in verse number 20. And a lot of people have got the same call like him. But uh, here it says, verse 16, uh, He spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself. You remember that? Uh, he, he said in his heart, He thought within himself, saying, What shall I do because I have no room? Now, i got the same problem, but mine's all junk. Mine needs to be hauled to the dump. This guy here, he's got possessions that have value. And uh, he says, What shall I do because I have no room where to bestow my fruits? And he said, This will I do. I'll pull down my barns and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. Now, whether you want to admit it or not, that's the goal for all of us. We all want to have it made. We want to have it made in the shade. A hammock, you know, and a glass of tea. 
and the remote control and all of that. Uh, and you know what? I got it made when I got saved. Mm-hmm. I've had it made ever since. I'm on good ground. But I was on dangerous ground before I got saved. And even though I don't really understand how well I've got it made, uh, I tell you, uh, no evil can befall us because of Him. Uh, he's between us and the devil. Uh, he's our uh, mediator. He's our lawyer, our defense, our all in all. But uh, here, this man, if you'll notice, verse 20, in his plans, he didn't include God. Or verse 19, his plan didn't include God. Verse 20, but God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. If you're saved, you're rich towards God. I mean, you've got that unspeakable gift. You've got that true treasure, that real treasure. The world, they may have treasure, but they can't take it with them. We've got treasure in Him. And not only we got treasure here, we've got even more treasure there. Streets are gold where we're going. Amen. But uh, here, uh, he, this man, verse 6, uh, he trusts us that he'll never be in adversity. And uh, thank God, you know, if we are in adversity, we've got present help. Help us through it. Amen. Verse 7, his mouth is full of cursing and deceit and fraud. Under his tongue is mischief and vanity. Uh, Don had been reading a lot of Matthew, so we're going to take a quote out of Matthew chapter 12. We was talking about the Bible a little bit yesterday. He is quizzing me on it a little bit. Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. Lord, here, he said, O generation of vipers, how can ye being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh, says a good man. Out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things. There's three goods right there in that first sentence there. An evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. There's three evils in that second. He says, But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak. This is the very verse my pastor preached when I was lost. They got me thinking eternally about where I was going to end up at. He says, For I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. That, that, that resonated with me. I'm telling you, that got my attention. I, I had a corrupt mouth and mind, but uh, that given account, uh, I have to admit, that put the finger on the problem with old brother Eddie. Verse 37, For by thy words I shall be justified, and by thy words I shall be condemned. Uh, here, in verse 7, his mouth is full of cursing. And I, I cursed. Uh, and deceit and fraud. I'm guilty of all of that. Under his lips is mischief and bandit. I had every bit of that. I'm glad the Lord saved sinners. But, uh, you know, it's not that way now, but it was before I got saved. And uh, this chapter right here is talking about the wickedness. And I was wicked. And uh, this verse described me pretty good, verse 7 does. Verse 8, He saith, and I, I wasn't guilty of this verse 8, 
He sitteth in the lurking places of the villages. In the secret places doeth he murder the innocent. Uh, his eyes are privately are privately set against the poor. He's looking for victims. Uh, you know, Matthew 15, we'll just read one verse there. Matthew 15, verse 19. Hey, good morning, Patty. Matthew 15. Well, I'm in Mark somehow. Looked up and went too far. Matthew 15, verse 19. Morning, Brother James. It says, uh, For out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. And uh, this verse number 8. Uh, you know, I never killed nobody. Uh, I don't think I ever even come close to killing nobody. I, I'm glad they had them in school when I was in school. That was a deterrent when they said, Thou shalt not kill. But nowadays, uh, watch way too much news. But nowadays, up in the big cities, they're afraid to even pump gas at a filling station. Now, me and Brother Donnie, yesterday we took off down there to Logan County. Up here, gas was 289 a gallon. Down there at Franklin, it was two fifty three. I had to get some of it. I got twenty dollars of it while I was down there, amen. But uh, down there, the gas was two fifty three a gallon. One place we got to down there, it was uh, two fifty six on one side of the road and two sixty nine, I think, on the other side of the road. And they both had about the same amount of cars in there, so I don't guess there's no deterrent to them. But I knew there was one place up there where it'd be cheaper than any place, and uh, we went up there at Causey's or something like that, and it was. 253, I said, that's it, Donnie, I'm pulling in there. <laughs> so uh, we, we gassed old truck up yesterday while we was down there, amen. But uh, you know, uh, this verse number 8, his eyes are privately, are privately set against the poor. I seen a, I guess it was a cartoon-like illustration it's probably pretty much true. But this, this company, they made record profits. And they was giving pizza to their employees. They looked like one topping pizza in the picture. I don't know. But back behind them was the supervisors and the CEOs. They sitting up on mounds of money. Hey, Thomas. Good morning, buddy. They're sitting on mounds of money. And what you got? Alright. Alright. They, they were sitting on a, a mountain of money. And uh, their gesture was, boy, y'all doing good, but look at what we got from y'all doing good. It wasn't a fair uh, reward for the work. Now, they did give them something. Hey, it's better than a snowball. Better than nothing. But if everybody done that which is right was fair, I doubt we'd have any poor people down here. Uh, but greed is what it is. And here in verse 8, uh, his eyes are privately set on the poor. He's trying to figure out how he can take advantage. A lot of politicians are like this. They say and do not. And then you got some that say and do, and boy, they crucify them. But anyway, make a long story short, if everybody done that which is right, it'd probably be a whole lot more balanced down here. But uh, 
this verse 8 uh, he, he doth murder the innocent his eyes are privately set against the poor the poor ain't got a chance with someone like this uh, those evil thoughts uh, those murders those adulteries those fornications those thefts and false witnesses and blasphemes verse 9 he lieth in wait secretly as a lion in his den. I told you all about that old devil. He walked about like a roaring lion seeking him. He may devour. Well, he's kind of described a little bit in verse 8 and verse 9 here. But uh, Jesus told that bunch there in John chapter 8, they said their father the devil said he doeth, uh, you know, he was a murderer beginning. And uh, not only does he abide not in the truth, because the truth's not in him, he's a lie the father of it. But uh, he he uh, secretly is a lion in his den. He lieth in wait to catch the poor. He doeth catch the poor when he draweth them into his net. Uh, I always think about the internet every time I see that word net. Man, you got to watch yourself on the internet. Uh, they just found a girl that had been solicited on the internet. And the way they found her was somehow they tracked her through her phone and found her. Somebody had her out in a wilderness out there in a tent. And, uh, you know, they, they was able to rescue her. But uh, people got to be careful, especially in how we're living. And they're talking about all this great knowledge. AI uh, going to be the advantage. Uh, I'll tell you right now, I'm going to go with uh, Almighty God instead of Almighty Intelligence. I'll tell you that right now. But... Uh, Verse 10, he croucheth. Let me go back to that uh, verse 9. Uh, I need to throw this in there real quick. Skipped over it. Paul mentioned about devices there, 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse number 7. Uh, he said. Uh, Snare the devil there in verse number 7. I was looking for that, but why did I put that verse in here? And then in 2 Timothy chapter 2, he mentions again about the snares of the devil. Uh, in verses 24-26, uh, he says, Then a servant of the Lord must not strive, and this is a qualification that leadership in a church needs to have, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, well, patience is a tough one. <laughs> patience in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, if God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. I'll tell you, there's a lot of snares the devil lays out there. And uh, this verse kind of brings that out. Verse number 9. Uh, verse 10, He croucheth and humbleth Himself that the poor may fall by His strong ones. Uh, he deceives them. He, he pretends to be something He's not. He's kind of a hypocrite. i got to move on here. He saith again in His heart, like I said, the fool said in his heart, there is no God. Verse 11, He saith in His heart, God have forgotten. God don't forget. Uh, he's got a day and he's going to judge 
the secrets of men, Paul said by Jesus Christ. He says uh, he hideth his face, he'll never see it. There in verse number 11. And uh, he deceives them, verse 10. And uh, then verse 11, he sees himself. Uh, Proverbs chapter 15, verse 3 says, The eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the evil and the good. And uh, I'm going to tell you, the last verse of Ecclesiastes says, uh, for God to bring every work into judgment, whether it be good or whether it be evil, God, God will bring it out. He does see it. He will act on it. And the Lord, He kind of paces, He's kind of paces Himself. There's a day that He He'll bring it out. Sometimes He lets it go a little further. Verse twelve: uh, Arise, O Lord, O God, lift up thy hand, forget not the humble. Uh, in uh, Psalms one twenty one. Verses 1 through 3, I'm glad we do have help, amen. But in Psalms 121, it says, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills which come of my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. And uh, when this psalm just here says, Arise, O Lord, O God, lift up thy hand. Uh, the Bible tells us God will avenge us. Uh, no matter what we go through down here, He He will avenge us. Uh, he will recompense uh, us, uh, especially our enemies. Amen. Verse uh, 13, Wherefore doeth the wicked contemn God? He has said in his heart, again, it's three times he said he said in his heart, Thou will not require it. Verse 13, uh, the Bible says uh, in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, God's not mocked, uh, He will repay. Verse 14, uh, Thou hast seen it, for thou beholdest mischief. And this is an unusual word to be in this verse. And spite. Spite. Spite means uh, you're kind of at odds. And maybe even with an advantage. But it says, Thou beholdest mischief and spite uh, to require it with thy hand. The poor committed themselves unto thee. That's the only refuge we got, God. Amen. I have to admit, uh, the, the poor committed themselves unto thee. Thou art a helper of the fatherless. Uh, you know, I, I have to admit, uh, the Lord, that we may boldly say the Lord's our helper. Uh, Hebrews 13 verse 6 I will not fear what man can do unto me or shall do unto me and uh, verse 15 break thou the arm of the wicked and the evil man seek out his wickedness till thou find none uh, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 30 that God will recompense and uh, let me see what this here is on why he wrote that down let's see here. Hebrews 12 Verse 14. Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Looking diligent, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. And uh, you know, we, we need to seek peace and follow after peace. Amen. Uh, verse 16. The Lord is king forever and ever. Praise the Lord. And He is. And uh, not only says the heathen are perished out of His hand, there will be a day that there will be no more wickedness. Uh, it will be peace on earth. 
And uh, the Lord is the reason for that. When He is on that throne, where He's going to rule forever and ever, like His verse says, it's a premillennial uh, verse here, the Lord is King forever and ever. The heathen are perished out of His land. The Bible says that the Lord, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof in Psalms 24 verse 1. Lord, Thou hast heard the desire of the humble. God's ear is not deaf that He can't hear. Thou wilt prepare their heart. Thou wilt cause thine ear to hear. You know, God has heard our prayers. He's heard our crying. He's seen our tears. And they've not been in vain. Verse 18, our last verse here. To judge the fatherless and the oppressed that the man of the earth may no more oppress. It would, be God, it would be good if we didn't have oppression down here, but we do. And uh, that man of the earth, I'm glad I'm a man of God. Amen. I used to be, a, I used to be like Esau as a man of the earth. I mean, I was pretty much into this world down here, trying to, uh, you know, get ahead, trying to find the advantage and all that. Hey, let let come what may. I'm going with him. I'm gonna leave out one of these days. When I do leave out. Hey, I'm tell you, I'm leaving that with honors. I'm glad that I'm a man of God. I'm glad that my home's in heaven. Job said, I know my Redeemer liveth. He said, my record's on high. And, and I'll tell you, praise God, that we're not a man of the earth no more, but we've been born again. Alright, that's uh, Psalms chapter number 10. It didn't go exactly as I wanted, but it went alright, amen. It described a lot of the ways I used to be. And it also gave me confidence and courage in not to worry about the way things are. God's got it. He's got it. No matter what, He's got it. He'll, he'll make sure, make wrongs right. He'll make sure. Oh, anybody got any questions about Psalm chapter 10? Alright, we'll be dismissed then. Father, we thank You for Your Word. Thank You, Father, for those that were here to hear it and those that are here by way of the internet. Uh, we have a live stream. We just want to give you praise and glory. Our uh, Lord we'll give you our uh, Lord honor here today. Ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Tatum coming in here. All right. Thomas, look who's here, buddy. <laughs>